Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. Yeah, right. I was going to say, we should all be doing that. Yeah. All right. Uh, hello and welcome uh, to the Friendship Nutrition Podcast, part A, part A. We are here with Kaylee and Emily, who are two of our newer nutrition coaches. And uh, we are going to be talking about all things fun and nutrition. Hopefully you guys get to know them and their passions for nutrition a little bit better. That is our goal here today. So I am only here as the facilitator. Kaylee, why don't you say hello and give us a brief uh, just background, like where you're from and some of that stuff. Yeah, so I grew up on the southeast side of Columbus in a small town that most people in Ohio have never even heard of called Baltimore, Ohio. Um, Grew up and uh, graduated in a very small class, this class of 110. And after that, went to college and graduated and ended up here. Where'd you go to college? I did my undergrad at Bowling Green, and then I went to um, Miami for my grad degree. Which one do you prefer more? Two Mac schools? Yes, uh, definitely Bowling Green. I was one of those, there's there's a little bit of a rivalry in Ohio, and I always said growing up, I wasn't going to go to Miami, and then I somehow Mm -hmm. ended up there anyway, so. And how long were you in Miami, two years? Two years. Okay, cool, Um, awesome. And then Emily is with us, and Emily, why don't you give us a little bit of background on you? Yes, so I grew up in a very small town as well, uh, Seneca, Pennsylvania. So it's about an hour and a half north of Pittsburgh, um, hour and a half south of Erie. Uh, Pretty small family, Um, went to a very small school as well. I think I had a graduating class of about 136. And after that, I really uh, wasn't quite sure what I was gonna do. So I started out at a small college and quickly realized I wasn't quite ready for that. Uh, So I worked for a little while at a very small um, convenience store called Baker's Confectionery where we sold lottery tickets and ice cream. Nice. So that was uh, very exciting. And then realized that that was obviously not what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Uh, So I went to a, I got my associate's degree at a college called Du Bois Business College. And it was uh, pretty specialized in the medical field. So I started early um, my career, I guess, at about age 20 and worked in the medical field for uh, almost 20 years. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And then uh, we're going to get into sort of your recent uh, departure from that, which is exciting. So um, awesome. All right. Well, we're going to jump right into our deep dive nutrition questions. And I'm just going to keep poking and prodding it probably into more background stuff because hopefully we'll get there. Um, So uh, Kaylee, why don't we start with you? Tell me a little bit. What I want to know is kind of uh, why nutrition? What is what sort of sparked your interest? What do you love about it? And uh, if there's like a specific story or a time or if you just kind of generally have um, some background on it, that'd be great. Yeah. So I can almost pinpoint the exact moment that I decided I wanted to go into nutrition. I started CrossFit style training when I 
I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. So this was about 10 years ago is when I started. Um, and it's a, it's a really funny story. My mom actually came home one day. My sister was um, doing basketball in the winter and I was just a volleyball player. And I said, mom, I don't want to get all flabby and sit on the couch all winter. What can I do instead? I was like, can you just get me a gym membership, like a Globo gym? I'll just go there and I'll train while my sister's at practice. And she came home and she said, so I found a gym. I think it's called CrossFit. And I was like, okay. And I was actually really nervous because I'd never done that kind of thing before. And she said, we're going to meet with a personal trainer. And I said, okay, this sounds interesting. And I remember going with her the very first day and we went through all sorts of different kinds of squats that you can imagine. And I could not walk the next day. And I said, mom, can we go back? And I was hooked ever since. Um, So fast forward two years, I'm now a junior or close to a senior in high school and trying to figure out where I wanted to go to school. Not really sure exactly what I wanted to do, but everyone said medical field, go somewhere medical field. And I never wanted to be a doctor. That's just a little too much schooling for me. Um, I wanted to go something a little more short route. I was always interested in nutrition, but the exact moment I realized I wanted to go into it, um, my gym was holding a nutrition seminar and they brought in two people and they told us all about a certain diet. This one they were advertising was a paleo zone type of diet. At the very end, they sold us a product. I bought into the product because I said, well, I want to try it. You know, I'm a very sciencey person. I wanted to go through it and see kind of what happened. After about a month or two months of doing that, um, I was in fall volleyball practice. My coach came up to me and said, hey, Kaylee, why are you so tired? You're, you're petering out in practice. I'm not really sure what's going on. I didn't know. I thought that I was performing well. I was doing great. Um, but as soon as she said that, I was like, is there something going on? So after, after going through that nutrition program, um, realized that I had gained a little bit of fat and lost a little bit of muscle. And I said, okay, well, something didn't happen right, mm-hmm. but why? Um, So that was really the moment that I was like, okay, I want to go into figure out what the science is behind nutrition, why it didn't work. I mean, I wasn't upset that it didn't work, um, but I wanted to know the why behind it. Um, So that's really what got me into nutrition. And then, you know, I wanted to be someone that would go into these gyms and then tell people, okay, well, here's what will work for you um, so that they didn't get caught in a rabbit hole of doing something for two months that just ended up not really working for them. Right. Well, and that's one of those things, too. It's an interesting story because I feel like it's, uh, you know, having had done global coaching for nutrition, it's really challenging when you have like, okay, I've got a teenage girl over here and I've got, you know, a mid fifties guy over here who's 140 pounds overweight and isn't going to volleyball practice five days a week and doing CrossFit and this and that. And, you know, that was a big reason why, you know, years ago we walked away from doing the like global, you know, just everybody's going to sort of follow this idea or this program. Um, and that was very common in probably around that was this like maybe 2012 ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, this is very, this is very common and this was sort of the, the practice thought of the day. Um, but as you saw issues with it and it did work for a lot of people, but then obviously for other people it did not. So I think that's really interesting. And so, uh, so then walk me through like your next few years of sort of that like of did were you able to through your own research start to improve your own nutrition where you did see improvements even at that young age yeah so um pretty much immediately 
following that, even before school, I got into doing some online research, started reading a few books um, to get a little bit more information because I did want to start training better for my senior year coming up for volleyball. Um, and I wanted wanted to find something that worked for me. Um, so I was, I was diving into the books at a pretty young age, um, super interested. And I think that that more so just solidified that I wanted to teach nutrition later on. Um, when I was really, really young, I wanted to be a teacher and I said, okay, well, why not do the two things that I love, nutrition, research, and teaching and do that for other people. Yeah. And so what was your undergraduate degree in? Uh, in dietetics. So you, man, that's crazy. It's such a rarity, I think, for teenagers to go like, right, like, I know what I want to do. I go right into my degree field and you just like rock it out from the get go. So that's really cool. Um, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you start thinking through that story now, you know, now you run the teens classes. And so you're sort of in that role, right? You are a teacher um, and you are a nutrition coach. And so, um, so tell me a little bit about now, like how you, you sort of have gotten into the role, you know, that you desire to work on. Um, how do you think is best to sort of broach it to, let's say you were to have a 15 year old Kaylee walk in, you know, volleyball player and, you know, be in the same boat as you. Um, what, how do you feel like you would want to start there? Yeah. So definitely, um, working with teenagers is a passion of mine because of that reason, because that's when I started. Um, and that's kind of that age that really hits home for me. And I want to help, um, teenagers and, and most people, of course, um, reach their goals. But one of the things that I kind of got myself into at a very young age was trying different fads, fad diets. And um, I think that's really kind of where I got stuck was, okay, this one's not working. Let's try a different one. Okay, that one's not working. Let's try a different one. And now I have a completely different approach um, for that 15 year old Kaylee to walk into the gym. It's it's very much, okay, let's just look at the overall picture of what you're doing um, and, and figure out something that you can do for the rest of your life. Because when I was younger, I didn't think, um, I wasn't thinking long-term. No, no, well, not many 15-year-olds think about how they're gonna eat when they're 40, yeah, right. 50, 60. Yeah. Um, or worry about the ramifications right, of it Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, more so my, my thoughts and uh, approach is more geared toward that longevity and and really helping um, teenagers and adults find that longevity mm -hmm. piece for them. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Emily, do you have any questions for Kaylee on that? No, uh, I always I didn't know if you wanted to co-host with me. Yeah, no, I I've Kaylee and I have discussed her background and I think yeah. my background as well. And I always thought it was pretty cool. Um, again, being at such a young age where you're like, I this is what I want to do. I know what I want to do. And um, I think she does a great job. Yeah, so. and you've got a, you've got a son right at that age too, so you're sort I do. of like, so stuck I, in the middle of it. Right yeah, now. it's rough, you know. It's uh, I try to not push too much of the nutrition coaching on him. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, have the pizza, have this, have that, but maybe we should have a little bit of fruit every now and again. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of you know where I'm at with it. I feel like you can get a little too over. I don't know, you can just kind of push too much and then they just kind of push back. Right. And so I don't I don't mess with that too much. And then he always tells me I'm too young. Like I'm young. I need to do this while I'm young. Like I know there's going to be an age where I can't do this anymore. Right. So right. I'm like right now it's like just get calories in your body right. at this point. So. Well, and I you know, he's he's super active. Yeah. Um and so, you know, I always think it's like the if I could take back 
myself to that same because I was that same way, super active, could burn off anything that that I yep. put in my body. Um, but the small habits, right? The the you know, I would have probably liked to build a better relationship with vegetables or something mm-hmm. like that when I was younger. And um, you know, again, same thing. Still have all of that, but if you can get some small introductions, or yep. um, you know, I really like cooking. Like I like baking. I like cooking. Um, I love grilling. Like if I could have. Um, you know, maybe just been more involved with that stuff. I think it would have taken more of an interest. My mom does that all the time with my nephew now is he's always baking, cooking, grilling, and he's super into it. My mom's like, and he like loves it. He loves being involved with it. So then naturally it's pretty healthy because yeah. of it. So, um, so I just think that's really cool. All right. Well, Emily, to, so same question going to you now. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about sort of your story and how you sort of got involved with, you know, we just kind of talked about, you know, you had 20 years in the medical field yeah. and then, um, you know, you sort of start down this, this new path and tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I spent 20 years in the medical field uh, pretty much for radiology groups, large radiology groups, kind of climbing the corporate ladder and primarily worked from home, uh, which if a lot of you know my personality, probably are like, I don't know how you did it because I'm very outgoing, um, thrive on relationships. So I kind of just got to the point where the last five or so years of working in that environment, I kind of had kind of capped out as to where I wanted to be. I knew that I wasn't happy and climbing the ladder anymore was like no longer gonna satisfy me. You know, at the end of the day, it was just like, I don't feel like I'm making a difference anywhere. Um, It was just, you know, a paycheck. And so there was that element of it, but I wasn't also confident enough to leave it at that point where I was comfortable. I knew what I was doing. Um, Working for a company for that long, you know, you establish good benefits and things like that. So kind of turning away from that was something that I just wasn't quite ready to do. Um, So throw in... uh, I guess a life-changing event, which would be my mother who got ill. She fell ill um, to a terminal disease, unfortunately, and uh, she's back in Pennsylvania. So I spent every week traveling back there to assist in helping with her care. And when you have all of that time to kind of reflect when you're driving in the car by yourself, you start to really uh, realize how short life is. And um, I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted to do and I knew that this was probably the time to make that change uh, because I had to leave that job to have the time to take care of my mom. I was very thankful. Um, you know, my husband was very supportive during that time, financially supportive to allow me to be able to do that. Um, and so during that time, I knew what health, fitness, nutrition had done for me um, and what a big impact in my life it has had. And I thought, well, what better of an opportunity to take this time to get a certification in nutrition and start trying to help other people and be satisfied in what I'm doing day to day. So during that time, um, I spent six months, did the precision nutrition course and um, was able to then shortly thereafter start working with clients. Um, Don't regret anything. It was without a doubt. I always, I always say that things happen for a reason. Um, And, you know, unfortunately with my mom's instance, like, you know, it's unfortunate, but yet there's some really good things that came out of it. And I don't know that I would have made that change had I not had that life experience. Right. Well, and it's, you know, it's um, obviously sad and unfortunate what Mm -hmm. happened, but it's one of those things where she gave you a gift. Too. Oh yeah, it's one of those things. It's like yeah. um, so, you know. I think that's one of those things when you start to look at it. It's like okay, what you know, this is what 
what she would want and mm-hmm. what well, you know she would want for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's I mean I think it's a really cool story mm-hmm. and uh, I appreciate you telling it because I know it's probably not super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was almost a year ago, more than that. Yeah. So uh, so she passed away last May. And then I was able to start, I finished, actually finished up the program at the end of May. Yeah. And then started working with clients at Friendship in September. Yeah. So, so coming up on the year. Yeah. Right at it. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool. And and so, you know, you've you've had that experience now and mm-hmm. you've had the trials and tribulations of a nutrition coach and you get to understand some of the uh, challenges yes. and the successes mm-hmm. and some of those things. And so um, I think it's cool. You've made it a year and you haven't uh, you haven't been so <laughs> overwhelmed by the frustrations that no. you des- desire to keep doing it. And you still feel like you made the right decision. So I think it's really yeah, cool. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. I like back um so uh emily I'm, I'm super interested who are you you know now that you've gotten a year under your belt you've probably worked with um you know some variety of different people yeah. who do you feel like if, if you're really to target down I, and I, we talk about this a lot right mm-hmm. and, you know one of my goals as um you know a, an owner of friendship is to try to get coaches involved with people who they you know get fulfilled by coaching them mm-hmm. like they get you know i always say you get filled up like energy wise you're motivated to work with those people um because because then, you know, I think that you are more energetic, you're more passionate, you bring more to that relationship mm-hmm. if it's somebody who really, you know, fits that boat. And so that's why we have a big team. That's why we have a, you know, diverse team. Mm-hmm. And so um, who do you feel like, you know, have you honed in on, you know, a specific kind of group or niche that you feel like you really um, enjoy working with? Yeah. Uh, so I think probably my strong suit is I'm very empathetic. Um, and you know, a lot of the clients that I work with, um, I get them, they're, they're either very open-minded, as in they just don't, they haven't been educated, or they've been down the road of, you know, I've tried every fad diet there is, um, I'm tired of, you know, doing well for six weeks and then completely rebounding and whatever, and it, it's just the roller coaster of, and you know, uh, not making long-term sustainable progress. So. I like to say I'm the baby stepper of the group. So people that come to me, um, we usually we usually approach it in a very slow manner. Um, you know, people that are willing to kind of just you know low hanging fruit and just work on very small things. So I would say I get a lot of women, probably you know 40, 50, 50s. Um, I like working with that group just because they. I know what it's like being, you know, a busy mom and, you know, you're, you're working your career, you've got kids and you just haven't found time for yourself. And so I know how important it is to have that time for yourself. And it's like getting them to realize that. Um, so when they come to me, it's, you know, it's not unheard of for me to work with somebody for a year or more. And I usually tell them up front, like, this is going to take time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of mindset work. It's a lot of habit change, getting them willing to work on, you know, sleep and stress and realizing that that's part of why they're actually not losing body fat. I mean, right. if they're sleeping five hours a night, like we need to work on that. Right. And the, and then being okay working on that, just that and not maybe working on, well, should I eat this or shouldn't I eat this? And knowing that it's not all about that. Right. It's the whole big picture. Yeah. Um, and so I've got a real... A, I got a lot of good clients right now that are really starting to see that, um, to understand that it's more than just what they put in their mouths and being told what to, to eat and what not to eat. Right. Um, and then clients that are just very active with it. You know, it's not just me t- dictating to you how things should go. It's right. like, 
this is we're going to work through this together it's a relationship and that trust is important um you know so uh i don't really you know like i said i i I take anybody that's open-minded and willing to put the work in and doesn't have hard and fast time frames Mm -hmm. so you know somebody that comes into me and says i want to lose this by six in six weeks i mean i'm probably not your coach yeah um i got i got a great one of those the other day i got two weeks oh i go oh um, oh okay and i was like well that's very soon. Um, I go. I mean, at this point, we're talking mostly about like water. Um, yeah, you're going to so, be drinking water, right? And so great. it's like, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's great, and I love I love the mentality. I mean, I think we're the the nice part, and what I love about our nutrition team is we're all, um, you know, we all have sort of different approaches, different yes. styles, different things like that. But we all sort of you know agree with I think the um, you know the things that that you've said, where you know our goals are uh, really to build that sort of holistic life approach and you know not you know not worry about you know how much let's just take something random uh Oh, I'm blanking right now. Um, that's a, give me something. How much, how much sodium I'm eating when you're sleeping right. five hours a night right. and you're like, again, let's see you're missing the forest for the trees. Right. Yes. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I love that approach. And so, you know, the thing that I think is amazing about both of you guys is I think you're both very easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you both have such uh, welcoming, inviting and positive personalities. And I mean, I think that's obviously required out of a nutrition coach because I think you guys probably feel like a lot of it is, it ends up being a little bit of therapy in some yes. capacity mm-hmm. um, so do you guys feel like and Kaylee we'll start with you on this one do you do you feel like you had to develop that or is that something where like this is just a, a trait that has made nutrition coaching sort of a good field for you to be in a little bit of both um, so going through school to become a dietitian they more or less just teach you the science of it um, I had a nutrition counseling class and just a couple uh, case studies that I did throughout my schooling and it wasn't until I got into my internship and was face to face with people that I really got to kind of develop who I was going to be as a coach um, before it was just didactic work where we're just reading and regurgitating yeah. on a test um, and then great school work. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite words. Too. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah. So once I got out and, and was really face to face with people, that's when I really got to hone in on, on my skill as a more or less coach. I mean, is the best way to put it. Um, I, I like to consider myself a nutrition coach rather than, um, a dietitian a lot of the mm-hmm. times, because I, that's really what I'm doing is, um, kind of like Emily said, it's more about that habit change and I'm kind of a baby stepper too. Um, I like to work on those lowest hanging fruits first and, and really practice on the small things that are easy to change that can really make a big impact um, because it doesn't make sense to um, hit every single macro that you're supposed to hit if you aren't getting enough sleep at night. So um, I, yes, develop that skill. Um, I do think I have a little bit of, of natural ability to work with people as well, um, just with that background of coaching. Um, I was a volleyball coach for a period of time when I was in college. Um, when you've been in and around like the environment, yes. you know, for since you were pretty young. Yes. I mean, we see a lot of the kids like, I mean, Ryan, Ryan Mitchell are great examples when they come in, they're teenagers and you're just thrust into this position of communicating as an adult with adults frequently and in an adult manner. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely matures you a little bit with yeah. some of those things. 
So that's awesome. All right. Um, what about you, um, Emily? Do you feel like is the actually I'm going to have more answer for you. <laughs> so Go for it. all right. So I'll tell a story. All right. So uh, I used to coach a lot of the 3.30 p.m. classes and Emily would always take the 3.30 p.m. She was a, she was a regular. She was very, very consistent. And after the 3.30 p.m., we would roll right into the 4.30 p.m. I would usually transition, you know, do whatever, finish up coaching in some capacity, walk out and roll back. And sure enough, out in the front uh, bench is Emily just taking in whatever some client was dealing with. And it was wasn't like she wasn't she didn't work for us. she just was working out at this time she's just she's a paying client and after her class all of a sudden she would just develop these relationships with people and you'd like kind of go out and you'd kind of listen or you know I'd be in the front office doing work and I'd be just kind of be overhearing and and Emily just was this like exceptional listener and it was more than one people person I mean it was yeah, at least four or five people yeah over and it, this spans years right and <laughs> And without a doubt, it's like, it's five, it's five fifteen. you know, now she's like an hour after her class and she's still just like being this, you know, these people's therapists, just listening to them. And I just remember I would like poke my head out when the said person would leave and Emily would still be out there and I'd be like, you know, you're just a very like warm, nice, inviting person. Um, I feel bad that you get stuck here sometimes, like dealing, like talking about this. And some of the times, I mean, and it is sometimes they're like intensely personal problems, yeah. you know, and people are opening up stuff to you and yeah. I'll be listening to them like, oh, my God, like, they're just like laying this heavy shit onto uh, Emily out there. So uh, so I know that you've always had that, um, yeah. you know, you've, you've uh, for at least since as long as I've known, you've always been a very good listener. Yes. Um, so I assume that that's something that you've had for a while. Yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely pretty natural. Um, like I said, I think it just comes with time and just life experiences that, you know, you go everybody's going through something um and i just i guess i just really empathize with that like to me it's like if i can help somebody if i can just listen like every like i said everybody's going through shit of some kind and you know if i can just be an ear for them for five minutes and it makes them feel better then i'm willing to do that and you know most of the times i was at home all day not talking to anybody looking at my computer screen like i just wanted to talk to somebody i don't care what we're talking about plus my husband would be at home making dinner so i was like "Eh, yeah right if i I, roll in if i drag my feet a little bit and just be ready when i get there ready when i get there like god like i you know sorry i'm late but Yeah, so busy. These damn workouts—they're taking yeah, like ninety taking minutes forever. these days. It's crazy. So, yeah, um, I love it. All right, last two questions here, uh, and this comes from one of my favorite podcasts. So, what is your guys' favorite book or podcast about nutrition? And you can do both, either or. Okay, so can I can I say three? Sure, I have three. Yeah, um, two books. One is not nutrition related, which is why I had to pick another one. Okay. Um, Atomic Habits. Okay. One of my favorite books um, because it does focus on the habit and the longevity part that a lot of people kind of gloss over for nutrition. They want those quick results um, and building the habit helps it stick. And I think that's really important for for nutrition, for longevity. Um, so that book I actually read for the first time um, right at the beginning of this year. And it's one of those books that I still have, you know, out on my Kindle and constantly and flipping through it just because it's 
one of those books that's the more you habit. read it the more you learn and it can it may be, it's a habit now to open it every day when i see my kindle um so that's that's my uh non-nutrition related book my nutrition related book is the first one that i read when i was still in high school called nancy clark sports nutrition guidebook um and that's for my science nerds who really want to know a little bit more about uh the numbers side of nutrition so if i couldn't read it as a high schooler um i like to think that it's a fairly easy read to get through if you're very science oriented um it does go through some habit changes as well um but a little more into the numbers if you like to grab out a piece of paper and a pen and just start calculating things um and so those are my two books um my favorite podcast right now and i tend to filter through podcasts um as far as ones that I really enjoy listening to, but I do like to get different perspectives um, from different nutrition coaches. Um, So, and I'm not always listening to a registered dietitian by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. And one that I'm currently listening to right now, a recent find is called The Consistency Project with E.C. Sinkowski. And for those of you who don't know much about her, she's pretty um, involved in CrossFit and uh, nutrition and CrossFit. So her podcast right now, of course, it's The Consistency Project. So it talks a lot about nutrition for the long haul and, and how we can be consistent with it over time. Um, so love love her viewpoints and her thought process behind nutrition. And it's just fascinating to hear because um, she is also very sciencey, but also very uh, habit based, too. So I, I enjoy listening to her. Yeah, she's great. Um, and she's she's an OG. Um, she's been around forever. She might have done my very original level one oh, wow. way back. Um, yeah, that's great. And I'll leave the audience to indulge with her because she's got a bunch of really cool concepts that we could go on forever talking yeah. about. But uh, but she is a very interesting person. I actually haven't had uh, listened to her podcast, but um, I've listened to her podcast on Julie Fouché's podcast. And then I've, I've seen a bunch of videos with her about her stuff. So she is very interesting. Um, all right. Um, Booker podcast podcast so mine would be uh it's the health wealth and wisdom podcast by nicole hagan mm-hmm. so she is a uh also a precision nutrition coach level two and she has pretty much the same i would say ethos as me um in terms of how she coaches her clients and thought process with all of that i often refer a lot of her podcasts to clients um that have they've found benefit from her as well she has really good, you know, people coming on. There's different. Uh, I think she had a lady on recently with about intuitive eating. So I've kind of been going down that area a little bit, just doing a little research on that, and not really sure how I feel about it overall. I have mixed feelings, but uh, it's kind of an interesting concept. So I like that she gets a lot of variety on there, but she's always, um, you know, very much into the systems, habits, yeah. lifestyle. You know. Yeah. Not I love I love the the name of the podcast. Like if I mm-hmm. uh, if I could re, if people really wanted to let me nerd out while they're listening for like an hour and a half on the car, like mm-hmm. my my the the wealth portion would be the other person because I do. I mean, I agree. I think a lot of the habits are are very similar from a disciplinary perspective. Yeah, putting your long term gain ahead of your you know your long term development ahead of your short term mm-hmm. benefit and some of those things. So yeah, she um, also speaks a lot, which I really like. You're into minimalism too. Quite oh a bit. my gosh. Yeah. So much. So yeah. So it's interesting that you bring that up because I think about that a lot with people, and I bring that up to clients a lot just because it's it's such we're so stressed out with so many decisions, and and so I just 
I talk to them sometimes mainly about environment, which is probably going to go into your one question if, yeah. if you're going to talk when we're talking about what's like the one area. Yeah. Um, where? So can I, let me pose the question yeah, first yeah, and, then, and then we'll go to it. Okay. Uh, so what is the one thing that you think separates people that are successful in nutrition coaching and people who are not successful? Okay, so environment, yeah. hands down. Um, I tell people this all the time that I believe your environment will make or break your, your success in anything that you do. Uh, so for instance, if you're talking about nutrition, you know, it's what do you have in your home, right? So if you have crap like alcohol and chips and cookies and cakes and pies, that's what you're going to eat. And if that's not your goal in terms of your nutrition, if you don't, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, like obviously you're sabotaging yourself. So I always have people cleaning out their environments, you know, getting rid of that stuff, bringing in, you know, healthy foods, things like that. That's what they have in their environment. But that also goes over to, um, you know, who you surround yourself with, the people that you're around. If you're around people that are going to happy hour and, you know, indulging all weekend, well, you're more than likely going to do the same thing. Mm. Uh, So it's finding like-minded people that are kind of, you know, on your course uh, or whatever path that you're choosing to be on. And then I also talk about that just in your homes, like yeah. the stuff that you have, everything that's around you. I mean, if most people that come to, I, I remember this distinctly, we'd gotten our carpet replaced recently and this guy came in and I, nobody's ever said this to me before. He goes, I've never been into a minimalist home before. And I was like, so proud. Yeah, like, right. Secretly say, proud. You're like, yeah, yes. I'm like, I've done it. Um, that's the look I was going for. <laughs> it is the look. So, uh, so my husband often refers to things and he'll say, where's this? And I'm like, He's like, you threw it away in the great purge, didn't you? Yep. I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes, everything, my environment, you know, everything is, is pretty, has a purpose. Um, so I don't have to think about it. I mean, it's just, it. everything is so much less stressful. Yeah, if you're clean. coming home to things that are clean, you don't have clutter. My wardrobe, I have like 40 items, everything you can mix and match. Yep. Like there's just no thought process right. to it. Right. It's just, and, and we have to make so many decisions in a day that mm-hmm. why not eliminate ones that you can? Right. So environment is huge. We could talk yep. about minimalism all day. I know, I love it. it. We'll just we'll bookmark that. We'll yeah. bookmark that and we'll talk bookmark about going deeper into other things too. <laughs> um, all right, um, Kaylee, what is the one thing that you think separates? Yeah, so for me, the big thing that separates people is patience. Um, and it's, it's so funny because this has been kind of a, a recent theme for me too. Even as simple as, you know, you're driving down the road and you're stuck on 23 and why is the person in front of you going 10 miles per hour under the speed limit. Um, and then, (laughs) (laughs) right. So, um, (laughs) it really, that, you know, those things in life transfer into nutrition as well. And it's how long are you, are you willing to just kind of push through, um, before you see those results because they don't happen overnight. Um, and for anyone to think that they're going to be able to wake up the next day and shed all the weight and be able to eat a perfect diet is just crazy talk. Um, it's going to take time. It's going to take practice. Um, and, and you're not going to wake up perfect the next day. And it's something that we have to do for the rest of our life. You know, if, if we don't eat, chances are we'll probably die. Um, so, you know, we've got to do this for forever. And, um, the people that 
come in and they say, I want to lose this much weight by a certain date. Um, you know, what, what are they really looking yeah, to right. do is, is the bigger question. What, it, what is the reason behind your why? It's a very surface level, like of an onion. You uh-huh. got to peel back a few layers usually mm-hmm. to get underneath it. Right. Well, and right. I think the best analogy for that too, from a patient's perspective is if you put it in terms, I think that people can understand the easiest way that I've always found to do this. You want to lose 50 pounds. Okay. And let's say they do give you a timeline. Let's say they want to say, I want to lose 50 pounds in five weeks. Whatever. You're like, okay. Um, and so the, the way I always say is I was like, okay, could you lose 50 pounds by tomorrow? And they're like, well, no, clearly not. And I'm like, okay, well, what if you lost, you know, 10 pounds a week for the next five weeks? Do you think you could do that? And they're like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, what if we lost one pound a week for the next 52 weeks? Right. Do you think you could lose a pound a week? Like, do you think you could do that? And they're like, well, yeah, I do think I could do that. Great. What if we did two years and you had to lose a half a pound a week? And you, as soon as you start framing it in those contexts, you just see people just start to be like, well, yeah, that's easy. It's like, right. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just make it easy? Like, why, why are we forcing these arbitrary timelines and putting ourselves into this stress ball situation? Like to Emily's point where it's like, you're, you're almost forcing the stress upon yourself to, to make it the hard way instead of just doing it like the, no, this is, it's easy. It's sustainable. It's something that I know that I can do with a relatively low impedance into my, the stuff that I do enjoy. Um, and I'm going to be successful. Right. And so if you just change your patient's timeline, I think sometimes that's key. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love it. All right. Um, well, two things I've thought about during this one, I hope they took my egg muffins out. And if you guys are listening to this, if they did not, those are burned and that video is ruined. Um, and so, uh, otherwise, thank you guys so much for being on. I appreciate it. We'll have you guys on. I'm sure again. So, uh, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank yep. you.